Get Mad with Chris Graves. Hi, welcome back to Get Mad with yours truly. I am Chris Graves. Uh, today I have Vanarchy, Vance, back, and we're going to talk about some more Boston bombing stuff. And also, he's going to school me on the principles of anarchy. Welcome back, Vance. How you doing, Chris? You hearing me all right? Yeah, it's a rough day, but uh, I mean, everyone's got them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I, am I hearing? Are you hearing me okay? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay. All right, I just want right off the bat, I wanted to ask you what were what are some anomalies? I know we we brushed upon like the idea of a drill and everything last time, but what were some of the things that stuck out to you about the Boston Marathon, like immediately afterwards? Well, I mean, uh, immediately afterwards, I don't know that I I generally wait a little while, you know, before I really fall into anything or, or start, you know, questioning or, you know, uh, assuming anything. And, and, of course, I guess at first I thought it was just uh, – you know, a, a genuine thing, but through I, I don't remember exactly, you know, how long after. I'm sure it wasn't very long, but, but, but uh, you know, as soon as I uh, saw the uh, stories coming out about how people were, you know, saying there were dr- drills, you know, announced at the same time, and then when I came across the Boston, the the article that, that I read the other day, the the uh, planned drill, you know, and uh, then it was just obvious. And then, of course, I came across the, the photographic evidence through the other, you know, other people's presentations and all that. And it really didn't take much more than that to, uh, to you know, figure out that it was, you know, a, a false flag, you know, terrorist attack in order to drive an agenda. And even people that I'm talk with you know around here locally and stuff that just the other day actually uh, one of the guys that i uh, talk with a whole lot and and uh, we disagree and agree but you know we have these civil conversations and, and i was talking to jack who's one of my best buddies and and i had showed him the uh, just the photographic evidence and you know explains some you know of the other things about you know sarnoff's uncle being you know in league, you know, attached to the CIA people, and you know all these other things that don't didn't get reported on, and and uh, but just from the uh, the photographic evidence was enough to you know convince Jack that I wasn't just crazy. And then as we were talking, something came up, and and the other guy Adam was there, and he said, "Well, you know, there there was he, he, whatever it was he said about you know there's something that made him believe it was you know a legit thing." Thing. And then I just whipped out that page and showed him like just three or four pictures and pointed out, you know, well, how is it that this lady who didn't have no blood on her over there is all of a sudden all covered in blood and on this, you know, stretcher while the guy with his legs blown off is still laying there on the ground. You know, that doesn't make much sense. And, and there's just as he's watching that, he says, well, yeah, that 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 does look fake. You know, that, that, that don't look real. Real, you know, so, so, you know, it, it's just that I think most people don't want to let go of that, uh, you know, idea that, uh, or, or they don't want to accept the idea, I guess the more appropriate way to say it, that, that the government isn't, you know, 
what they believe it to be and, and isn't working. It, it is actually working to your detriment. And, and, you know, they just, it's just like the, the Nazi propaganda, you know, you're going to tell a lie, tell a big lie and, and you know, people will have to believe it because if, in order to not believe it, then they have to accept the fact that your government's lying to you. So, you know, the bigger the lie, the easier to sell, right? Right. Or, or you know, the, the easier to keep people from questioning it, you know. Yeah, because the, the bigger it is, it, it's almost like that people can't wrap their minds around it like that. Co- I'm going to screw up the words, but cognitive dissonance, you know, where. It but then that's exactly what it is. That's yeah. exactly what it is. I mean, this is the basically the whole American, uh, 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 I don't know how to explain this, but basically just from school, I mean, when you when school is like this Pavlovian training for, for the population to, to, to wherever. Every hour, you know, the bell rings and then you go to the next subject that you're required to to understand the way that you're required to understand it because the guy at the front of the class is going to tell you how to understand it and you don't get to challenge that or, or, or have any critical, you know, debate about it. And then, and then every, you know, hour you move to the next subject, next subject, and that goes on for, you know, 8, 12 years and, you know, some people go to college and and uh, but but then after that, after you graduated with all that, well then you you step into the next Pavlovian uh, drill that is that called the political system. And so every four years, two years, you, the bell rings and and everybody starts live salivating and 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 doing what they were you know trained to do. So I mean that's that's just the simplest way I know how to explain indoctrination. Right. So people are just, you know, they're just programmed to have that reaction. And then, of course, you got all the the uh, uh, counter narratives, the the, the uh, conspiracy theorists and, and, and the way to dis- dismiss and, and diminish any, any legitimate critical, you know, uh, debate or, or understanding of, of, of any reality. And so I, I, I know... That it's it's uh, there's more people that really uh, I, I believe uh, I hope that are that really know what's going they know that it's a scam but they just can't take that next step to accept it you know and so yeah hopefully hopefully the 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 straws will stack up enough and the camel's back will break and, and enough people will, will just, you know, be able to, like I, like I said, I, it, my, my, my voting mantra for this season is, you know, vote no, stop the vote. Why, why would anybody go vote for any of this? You know, yeah. it, it, it's insane. <laughs> is uh, voting for the lesser of two evils, you're still, you're still voting for evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, and that's the way people look at it. It's like, I mean, I, I I hope I'm wrong. I could obviously be wrong, but I my my opinion of Trump is is uh, something that I've uh, thought about and I've, I've delved into. It's not an opinion I got from Alex Jones or or anybody else. And 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 the way that people there, plenty of people will tell you. I mean, for, uh, I'll just call out to Sam Tripoli. It's like in 
and he's changed now. He's, he's not on the same bandwagon, but it, it, he was at some point. It's like, well, yeah, Trump is a gangster, but I would rather have that gangster than that gangster. And that's just like I said, it's just like you know, people want to have this respect and think he's somehow outside, somehow outside the system because he stands right up there and says, "Yeah, I don't pay my taxes. Nobody pays their taxes." And, and, and so because he's being honest about it means that he's trustworthy. And, and, and it's just like he said, yeah, I'm a thief. So what? Just like he made that one statement about I could go out in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot someone and people would still vote for me. You know, so that's just this level of narcissism. And, and, and I don't understand how just, the, you know, average people that are like me, you know, ranchers and farmers and, and, and you know, normal, everyday blue-collar people think that someone that 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 acts like him talks like i mean it's just it's insane i mean i don't know i don't know how we got to this point <laughs> yeah like that the bible belt would be behind somebody that was uh, was a guest star in the lifestyles of the rich and famous like every every week back in the 80s <laughs> yeah. and, and and they think that he's because he is a, a third rate billionaire that he's a threat to these you know globalist people and 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 because he can't be bought but he was he he's been bought a long time ago he was bought a long time ago when this casino collapsed and and the rockefeller bank uh, investment group or whatever it was you know they're, they're the ones that brokered the the deal for his bankruptcy so he wouldn't lose all his stuff and, and he, then he put uh oh, what was the dude's name who was the banker the the, the rockefeller age that, that uh, yeah. brokered is it put him as the secretary of economy or economic secretary or something. Yeah, God, right now. Yeah. I know his name, but but anyway, you know, so how, how could that not be? And this guy's like 80, 90 years old too. And there's like videos came out of him like sleeping during the meeting, you know, he's like asleep on his, on his head, <laughs> on his hand, you know, yeah. and it's like, so why is he even there? That's just a, a ceremonial thing, you know, and that, yeah. that to me tells you that he's saying, I'm going to, I'm a guess they've, they've had this target on my back ever since because they know I'm, I'm here to stop the deep state. And, and, and it's like, come on, dude, you know. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, he's sur- he's done nothing but surround himself with deep state actors. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and, and and it's like it, and it, and they still, but he's done. You know, they put out these fake numbers about the the uh, unemployment rates, and you know, black unemployment is the lowest it's ever been, and then it's all just fake numbers. I mean, the 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 the. E3, I think, is where UE3 is. It's a, there's like three or four or five different ways to count the unemployment. And so if you don't count anybody that hasn't looked for a job for the last year and a half and you don't count anybody that isn't on the pay, on the roll, you know, then you can say there's hard, nobody's unemployed. <laughs> you know, it's like a real number. If you don't count the majority of the people, that are that are included in the demographic that you're you know yeah uh, pointing at then you know yeah it's really easy to say and it sounds really good but it's not true i mean the real unemployment rate in the united states is probably you know at least 14 15 18 <laughs> percent that, that, that and, reminds me of hollywood accounting <laughs> Yeah, well, that, and that just goes back to bill gates and you know before the pandemic he Put out had one of those TED Talk shows or one of his you know conferences where he's up there on the stage with a little chair and a desk next to him and there's a stack of books on the on the desk and yeah 
and uh, I, I downloaded a picture of that and I zoomed in and you know read what books were on there so I could see what books he had up there and, and the one right on the top was how to lie using statistics really? Really? <laughs> yeah. and that was a book that was written like in 1913 or something and uh, and and he has this website called gates and dopes and and he did like a a, a, a summary or you know it, it was recommend he, he recommends what books he's reading so people can you know be as smart as he is and that was one of the books he recommended <laughs> and, and uh, somebody wrote in in the like there's comments section, you know, and he's like, you know, that that book is like way outdated and you can't even buy it anymore. It costs like, you know, $300 if somebody wanted to buy it. But it's basically just like a Cliff Notes little, thin, you know, book and then recommended other books that he could have, you know, recommended and all that. So, you know, right there, that just shows you that's they're, they're just thumbing it in your in your face, you know putting it right out there so you know the, the revelation of the method or whatever the hell they yeah you know, i don't know why they do that shit <laughs> that's right yeah they gotta they have the idea is that they have to let you know in advance what they're going to do because in some karmic kind of weird occult kind of way that that's like you're giving them permission to do it or something that, like said, of, i don't I don't believe that holds any moral authority or anything, but that's what they've convinced themselves of, and and so yeah. I guess that helps them sleep better at night. Or you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I I see people all the time that, that I don't have any respect for, and and you know, they 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 do things, and, and and there's no karma. They you know, I don't. They don't get no karmic effect, and so I'm thinking, well, I guess maybe they're manifesting all this, you know, through yeah. the manifestation or something, because you know. It, it's because uh, in my mind, it's, it's like you can let me know you're going to stab me all you want, but if you stab me, it's still your fault. It's not mine, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean? yeah. And then you know, back to the Boston bombing kind of narrative. Well, then it it was uh, pretty easy to to you know coming from nine eleven to to understand that that's their you know goal was to to you know basically militarize the police and the entire you know. Uh, system to surveil everybody all the time and now we get to say you know anybody anybody anywhere could be one of these terrorists that could come and blow people up and 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 uh you know that uh, really that really felt like a beta test for 2020 in my opinion but, but that's what i was saying that was a beta test for the like say going and locking down cities and having people come out of their homes and you know for no reason they were going you know they were dragging people out of their homes and they're you know taking their guns and all that kind of stuff yeah it, that that were nowhere near anywhere where any of these other people were you know <laughs> you know presented to be or whatever and that and then you know after all that because of a, the, all because of a teenager they were looking for <laughs> yeah, yeah, because somebody said they saw a guy that looked like him, you know, over there. So now we're going to lock this hole. And and who knows? Because you know the 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 article, Boston Globe article. While it's not the smoking gun, so to speak, it is That's the only smoke from the. <laughs> it, it, it's the it's the smoke from the gun. I mean, it, it's like they're they're that that's that's they're telling you it right there in that article. In my mind, what they've been doing and and. You know, will are continuing yeah. to do. Yeah, they even describe how uh, some of the participants in in the said drill would not even be aware that they were participants in a drill. Right. 
Yeah, and that's how you get the, you know, the the reports of the bombs at the at, at the library or wherever the, the the other thing. That was the other thing that that stood out to me at the time. Um, there were uh, I'm, I was trying earlier to find collect all of them, go back to my uh, all of these notes and everything for years and years. But on the day and the day after, they were talking about how they they found devices at the Mandarin. Uh, hotel in Boston, the um, Boston Public Library, and what well, was at the courthouse too? And they had to shut all these different places down because the Boston PD confirmed that there were devices found that 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 were unexploded. Yeah, and and same same in the the uh, Las Vegas thing, you know. And so that to me, the, the, those are telltale signs that you know it's a drill because. Because there's all these contradictory and un, unfounded uh, uh, things going on all at the same time, and and so in the article they they said that's what, that they would have them running around like chickens with their heads cut off, and and they would have fake leads, you know, to go over here to see, and then so they could you know judge the uh, the response of the different agencies and get them to work together and, and across you know county lines and. And all that kind of stuff, and move right up the road from where I'm at right now to the to the uh, 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 Uvalde school shooting. You know, there's no way yeah. that, that 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 happens that way unless that's the way it was designed to happen. There's Even no way so, that all those they, cops are just going to stand around outside there sucking their thumbs and and you know checking their emails and while well, well, something like that is supposedly going on. Using so, the water fountain in the hallway in that footage. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I remember that, yeah. I mean, there's just no way that, that, that that's even plausible in, in the real world. You know, it, it, you know it, it has to have been part of a drill. And then, you know, I don't know if the pictures are true, but there's the one teacher that, you know, supposedly died in Sandy Hook. And now she's supposedly died in this shooting, too. And there's you know, bunches of instances of people like that in, in all these drills. And, in the Boston bombing, when you got the can't even remember the people's names, but one of them's like one of the owners of the 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 CEO of the Boston Celtics, and him and his wife were there during that whole Boston bombing thing. And there's all kind of footage, and she's got this pink jacket on, and she's just standing around doing nothing, you know, for for a long time. Then all of a sudden, she's on a stretcher. I mean, on a wheelchair, and and supposedly something wrong with her foot or something, but, you know, for, for yeah. the last hour, she's been walking around there, you know, pointing at this and pointing at that. <laughs> and they also had, um, there were articles that came out that the uh, Sandy Hook families were at the finish line, too, and that uh, it was Sandy Hook strong before Boston strong, like they were holding up the banners and things like that. Yeah, and I saw some footage of their photographs and I didn't see footage of the actual event but it was some football or baseball game or something and, and supposedly there's a picture that was you know posted or and it's all the kids that supposedly died are in that group of, of people watching the game during one of these you know, Oh I know what you're talking about yeah that was um that was the Super Bowl that happened a month later um that was supposed to be the Sandy Hook choir that was uh, supposed to sing at the Super Bowl, 
Yeah, and uh, a lot of people said that that was weird, and to this day, we don't know the names of the kids that were there and part of the, the choir. Yeah, yeah. that was that like, was a big thing at the time. I remember that. Like I say, some of them looked exactly like the you know kids they supposedly had, had <laughs> perished, and, and you know the the uh, the uh, after the. The marathon thing, then it was a little while, and they had the deal in San Bernardino or whatever, and, and it was just like, you know, one thing after another. The Las Vegas, you know, shooting where, where you know, they're uh, – and, and look, the Las Vegas thing, I was like in my truck the day that that happened, driving somewhere, and it came on the radio, you know, the report about, you know, sh- uh, shooting happening, and they're – they're playing uh, audio from the from the event, you know, and, and you know, here's and and they're claiming that it's a guy with the AK-47, fully auto AK-47s, and and they're showing out, they are playing audio of it, and um, as soon as they start playing the audio, well, it, it's obviously that was a belt-fed machine gun. It wasn't an AR-15. I used to have an AR-15. I've shot AR-15s and AKs, and you know, I've never shot any belt-fed machine guns, but I know what they sound like compared to an AK-47. You know, <laughs> so right there, just driving around, I'm like, well, this has got to be a bunch of crap because you know, they ain't no that ain't no AK-47. That's a that's a belt-fed machine gun. You know, 308 round. Well, with the uh, whole Vegas thing, I remember there was a there was a real infamous video that was uh, taken from a, a woman cab driver that was on the ground. She's driving around uh, near the MGM, and you can hear different trajectories and different calibers of uh, weapons going on simultaneously, like high and low, like on the ground and the high above in the air. Yeah, and then there was like some of the footage from the concert. There was uh, like this one cowboy dude had a cowboy hat and pretty big dude if I remember right and, and everybody's freaking out and ducking and hiding and and uh, he's like standing up going it's fake bullets it's fake it's fake uh, shots yeah, it's, yeah. it's coming through the, the you know they played that through the loudspeaker you know at the there were people that were saying that at the time they were yeah people were making that claim. Then there was also uh, footage where it looked like uh, some looked like helicopters were above the crowd shooting down at them and everything. It was very odd, uh, Vegas too. Like uh, that's another one, like the Boston, where there's a lot of weird stuff. That uh, yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. They, there was all reports, and then later there's footage of all these people on the floor in a casino where somebody supposedly shot up, you know, the casino and all this kind of stuff. But then. There's nobody arrested. There's no footage of the, you know, any terrorists coming in, and you know, it's just, it, it, it's just obviously staged, and and they apparently, you know, have a a, a pretty good uh, uh, sales pitch or whatever to to get. I, I'm just assuming, Chris, that that you know there is a a uh, uh, division of you know what whatever that that that's their whole deal is is i mean there's no question about this the the white hats the white helmets and you know all through through for a long time you know they've been staging fake stuff everywhere and and that used to happen you know regularly you know in other countries and, and yeah they had uh, operation gladio in italy mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And so now they're just doing the same thing in the United States over and over and got people, you know, convinced that, that uh, and, and that's, you know, the Hegelian dialectic problem, you know, reaction solution. And so they convince everybody that, you know, the only way that they can be safe is to give up their freedoms and, and, yeah. and, you know, they, you know, just like with the COVID thing, all the politicians will, like, if we were more like China, we wouldn't have all these people going around refusing to, to wear the mask and take their jab like they're supposed to, you know? And so <laughs> here, here we have this push for, for, you know, all this, and, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know out here where I'm at, even like my dad and his wife, who his wife is my age and. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before Sarah discovered Chumbacasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah. Woohoo! Often thinks about the old boring Sarah yes. and wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over a hundred casino style games, so join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And uh, at the first, they were like real, you know, scared and wearing the mask, and, and I don't think any of them got the got a jab. And, uh, but, uh, I was, you know, uh, you know, bringing stuff up, you know, throughout the whole process and it didn't take long till, you know, even his wife, who was, it was, a, a, a certified nurse and all that for a long time before they got married. And, uh, she, you know, they know now that it, that it wasn't as it was proposed. Now I don't know that they, you know, think it's as deeply involved and diabolical as what, you know, I think it is, but, but, yeah. uh, a, a lot of the people out here, I don't think, you know, are going to fall for it again, you know, a, a whole lot bigger percentage than did last, you know, last time. I think there's a whole maybe bunch of people now. Maybe they didn't totally go down the rabbit hole, but they're, they're more aware of uh, how real the corruption is yeah and so you know hopefully i mean i don't know uh, i don't know it, it, you know I, i'm not really worried about a a, uh, a full-fledged what they what they're saying you know there's going to be a civil war you know in 2024 i, I don't think there's going to be anything like uh, uh you know north against the south and you know we're going to divide up into you know armies and start attacking you know oklahoma or, or right, <laughs> right, like yeah. that. you know i mean I, I think that's the that's the propagandistic ideal that they would like people to believe in their head but you know i think the civil war is more and and the fact that, that that if they can, you know, push this left-right divide to the precipice to where one side attacks, you know, whatever, well, then they can crack down, you know, even more with their, you know, tyrannical, you know, controls over who goes where and, and you know, monster everything, just like they're pushing this digital dollar. And I yeah. believe that the, 
I think Bitcoin was a psyop, and you know it's, it's all just trying to get people to have, and, and so they've let people make money on these, you know, alternative currencies, you know, but but they still crash, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I have I have all kinds of articles about how the CIA was developing Bitcoin before it was a thing. That's what I'm saying. And then they use this Bitcoin uh, psyop of this supposedly unknown guy that's releasing this to free everybody from the burdens of the, the, the tracking of the government. And, and, you know, and I'm all, all for that type of ideology or, you know, uh, 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 stance or whatever. But in my mind, I don't care how secure or, or uh, un, uh, 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 controlled by them or whatever it is, if it's, if it's all based digitally, it doesn't exist. And so when they turn off the power, where's, where's all your wealth? How are you going to get your wealth if, if there ain't no power? Yeah, you that's know, where your currency supposedly is. <laughs> right? And, you know, I mean, it goes back to to uh, the the etymology and all that, and the way they, they twist all the language and and uh, uh, cattle originally uh, meant movable wealth. Okay, that that's what it actually means. The word cattle, cows are you know cows are cows. They're bovines. They're not cattle. A, a cattle is you know back in the 1500s, 1600s, whenever I think it's 1600s. And, yeah. and before even uh, the cattle meant movable wealth, it meant anything, you know, cow, and cattle's what cattle was the primary uh, measure of a person's wealth. And you could pay for stuff in cattle, you know, <laughs> and uh, and right. now they got this, you know, global warming convincing us that, you know, we're the enemy to the planet Earth and everything we do, including having cattle. <laughs> which is wealth is bad for you, so they want to outlaw cattle now. You know, hence, hence so, where the know, term cash cow came from. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and so, so you know, they're, they're, it's a war on all the fronts, and it's all, all about you know transferring the wealth to those people at the top, which is the capital. Capital means of the of the head at the top. And, and, you know, back when the king would come around, send the tax collector around to collect the taxes that you owed him because he owned all the trees and all the forests and all the cows and all the chickens. And, and so they, they, they came and they counted per head how many cows you got, how many chickens you got, how many bushels of wheat you got. Well, you owe us X percent, you know. So, so that's, that's the way the whole system has been set up for a long time. But, you know, some people want to, you know, believe that, it, that it's somehow different now, but it's actually even worse because in my mind, what's happened in this last 10, 20 years has, you know, been a greater transfer of wealth than anything's ever happened in all the history of all the kings and queens and tyrants and in the history of the earth. And, and people just, you know, they, they don't want to realize that we are the producers, you know, with nothing, nothing happens with it, without us. We don't need them to be able to grow some chickens and, and, you know, raise weed or anything else, you know. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's pretty and diabolical. And now they're trying to, uh, destroy farmers and farms and all this other stuff and, you know, GMOs and everything. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Back in the day, well, the farmers and the and the uh, ranchers were like the wealthiest people, you know. I mean, even going back in the in the prehistory, 
days. Oh, yeah. You know, the, 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 uh, so, you know, they, they've turned that whole, they, they don't want anybody to have individual private wealth, you know. No, I can they, see they that. Want, yeah. they, want to be, they want to be controlled of all of them and let them divvy it out to you like it's theirs. And, you know, this is, this is one of the, the whole angles of the, the anarchy. Welcome back to Get Mad with Chris Graves, and my guest is Vance, a.k.a. Vanarchy, and he is going to tell me a little bit about anarchy and the principles of it. So the floor is yours, Vance. <laughs> well, yeah, and we were kind of, I was fixing to kind of shift away, you know, kind of transition to what we were talking about, how the, in my opinion, all these, you know, psyops would, I'll just use the, the broad term there that, that yeah. they keep doing in order to push this, you know, more control and, and uh, able to, you know, just assume everyone is a potential threat to the state. And yeah. So now we have to track all your data and, and uh, you know, if you, if you uh, go to the, uh, doctor because you broke up with your girlfriend and you're feeling suicidal and and then you you want to go get a, a, a gun carry permit well you know they, they can flag that up on there that this guy said he was suicidal so yeah. now you can't get a maybe we should let you have a gun because you might kill yourself and or somebody else because you've just shown signs that you've uh, uh, uh you know had these thoughts or, or whatever, so they get to classify people and, and use that as justification to to uh, track them or, or, or you know censor them in in whatever way, et cetera, et cetera. And, you take and, your right, uh, yeah, right. And and, yep. and so basically, in my mind, the federal government has been you know out of control for at, at least 150 years. You know, 1913 and even before 1913, the, the uh, powers that should not be were already back in control of everything, you know, and, and they, you know, kind of uh, put their stamp on it with the Federal Reserve Act and in that regard, you know, at that time in history. And, and but prior to that, talking about the education and, and, and the, the uh, uh, indoctrination system that they call the school system prior to that. In, in the 1700s, 1800s, uh, they, they taught basically what is known as the trivium. You know, they, they weren't there to teach you. you, you most people back then went to eighth grade. Like eighth grade was is, is, is your highest education. And, and by that time, my buddy Jack Brown, who was a history teacher, couldn't pass an, an eighth grade test that they gave back then. <laughs> and, uh, I mean... And, 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 but it wasn't indoctrination stuff where they were, they, they were teaching critical thinking and they taught you how to read and write and grammar, proper grammar and to read Latin. And, 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 and I, I, I'm not an expert on any of these things I'm talking about. This is just my understanding <laughs> and my perception of, of uh, the things. And I, you know, I, I, uh, can't. Memorize everything, you know, dates and names and titles and blah, yeah, blah, blah. that's fine. But, that's a rough overview. And basically back then, I think uh, 
uh, ethics were were was still a, a, a thing, right? Or no, right. Uh, ethics, ethics, and logic. You know, logic yeah, was was, yeah. was something that that maybe it wasn't a course, but that's the way they taught you was you know using logic, and and so at any rate, and you know, in my in my mind, the the Constitution was was based on on what I call anarchist anarcho Anarchical. <laughs> I don't even know the proper word to, to say that Anar- anarchistic principles. You know, the the Bill of Rights. What it, it, it wasn't saying that that this bill gives you the rights. It was just documenting the rights that 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 document and that ideology was supposed to to uh, uh, represent. Was that you know the the uh, federal government that every all men are created equal. And all men, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so that is based on in, in the in the anarchical principles, and, and because anarchy basically, I just got into a conversation the other day with the guy at the bar. I got my cup that has my anarchy logo on it, and we were talking about whatever and, and uh, some politics type stuff. And he sees my cup with the anarchy, and he's like, "Oh, so you're an anarchist? You you, you believe just you know?" And, and and for some reason, a lot of people think that the anarchy, and, and I know why they think that, but but they think, the, it's, uh, like, they think the, it's like the Joker, like chaos, like the Joker. Yeah, it's like chaos. It's it's like uh, the the uh, uh, what's the movie where every year they kill everybody? You know, <laughs> the, right. the, the, they think that's what an anarchist. That, that's oh, that's the, purge. What the, the purge. purge. Yeah. The, the, Purge, right, and so that's the what the the spin. That's what the the word magic has been, you know, through the the media and the press and all that, where they use it in that context, which has nothing to do with the actual context, because the actual meaning of the word means to be without rule. Doesn't mean no rules. It means no rulers, you know. Right. And so you can make all the rules you want in your little, you know, domicile or in your your group, but you can't force me to follow your rules and and the basic the anarchy is not a political system it's it's a it's a philosophy and yeah and and, and, it, and it enshrines natural rights and and so you know i don't have the right to force you to do something you wouldn't agree to do you don't have the right to force me to do something i wouldn't agree to do everybody in the bar everybody in the town can't get together and vote give themselves the right to make me do something that i wouldn't agree to do and so if if that's a general understanding amongst people in general and there's no utopia there's no anywhere where everybody's always going to be compliant or nobody's ever going to pull a gun out and kill you because they don't like what you said or or you won't do what they do or whatever want but uh the uh the basic that basic ideology leads to harmony. It, it, it leads to to uh, uh, mutual respect, and, and and that then then you can move forward, you know, to to whatever degree. And and the opposite being that I don't need to if, if you want to force me to do something, I don't need to associate with you, you know. And so we just go our own ways. You can go set up your you know communist compound over there and have all the rules you want, but but you know I don't have to choose to go live there. In a nutshell, you know, and and uh, true freedom, right? And that's what truly, you know, freedom is. And in my mind, the 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 Constitution and all that was it it, it was definitely proposed to be this. This is the way that they championed it, or whatever. That that it was a 
the only purpose of it was to be a check on the federal government. And back then, see, the, the, the federal government was a new, you know, type of ideology and whatever. But the king, you know, the, the, the monarchy was the, uh, was the, the threat, you know, and they knew who the threat was. And even at that time, there was, you know, still colonists that, that were, wanted to remain loyal to the, to the king and didn't want to be part of the, you know, the revolution and all that. And the, uh, uh, Watagua, something, Watagua Confederation or something was a bunch of colonists that in the 1600s had their own little state where they were still following the king's rules, you know. And, really? and nobody chose to go invade them and they say, y'all can't, you know, you can't, <laughs> you know, right. and, and that just, just kind of went away or whatever. But, uh, uh, through the indoctrination after a certain time, you know, even I think still in the 1900s, uh, and, and, and like the principles of anarchy, which was, a uh, a pamphlet or a, a basically like a speech that Lucy Parsons uh, wrote and she, she would sell them as pamphlets and pass them out. And yeah, that's how people got the message and stuff back then. But back then in the, in the late 1800s, early 1900s during the labor uh, disputes and all that, there, it, it was a very similar, similar situation to where we have now to where the, the uh, corporations were, were controlling the government and, and, and enforcing these policies to, to uh, you know, force workers to, or, you know, allow these corporations to, to have these, you know, uh, lax uh, safety regulations and use children and, you know, make you work, you know, 20 hours a day and not pay you if they didn't want to and, <laughs> and all this stuff. And, but the average person was was much more they, they knew who the enemy was it wasn't all this this party divide in, in the sense yeah. that it is now and and then later when they when they changed the school system to this indoctrination uh, system they they stopped think, you know any kind of critical discussions or anything i mean even going back to greece and in athens that you know they would have their little little schools and they and they would challenge each other you know socrates and you know that type of uh, 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 dynamic and at any rate through you know before sarah discovered chumbacasino.com she enjoyed chamomile tea come on big jackpot and being in pjs by six let's go the new fun sarah Often thinks about the old boring Sarah yes. and wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over a hundred casino style games, so join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary, we were created by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the advent of the radio and the television, they, they, you know, they got new, newfound power 
numbers, and they've turned that into a science now. <laughs> and the uh, the people have been so dumbed down. And, and during the, I think it was, I think it was still in the 1800s when when um, Alexis Tocqueville, Tocqueville wrote a book called uh, Democracy in America. And he came from France and, and wanted to study this new, you know, system of government and was really enthralled with it, you know, at the time and, and uh, used some other excuse to come over here. That he, you know, came over for Francis to, to study something else. But while he was here, he, you know, did this. And his first book was kind of positive and all that. And, and, and less than, it was less than five years, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he came out with another book, the part two of that. Where he, uh, um, I'm just gonna, I, I should have bookmarked this passage or whatever and had it set up to, to read it uh, uh, in, in oh, full or whatever. But but it basically, he uh, said that, uh, that, that, that in just a short amount of time from the first time, his first impression, he noticed that it had already slipped into this system to where the American people, the government has got them to, to act like children looking to the, to the government as their parental figures and 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 uh you know, waiting for their, exactly and it's he called it the infantilization and and uh so that's where we're at now is we have and and it led he i'm pretty sure is the one that coined the phrase and maybe not, but it, it, uh, he pointed out how it led to it. It, it basically is just the tyranny of the majority. And so that's the way I perceive what goes on through this political system in my whole lifetime. That's all it's been is a tyranny of the majority. And it, because it's not based on the fact that you don't have the right to make me do something I wouldn't do, and I don't have the right to make you to do something you don't want to do. And the, and the things that the government are saying they have powers to do were never supposed to be included in any of the powers that they were, were you know, ordained with, you know, in, in what they call the Constitution and all that. So, you know, it, you know was that all just a psyop back then? Maybe so, and it was a lot easier to pull off back then because there was less people, and, and you know the. But then also on the flip side, there was, you know, if you were going to elect a representative from your community to go to the to the county or the the, the capital or whatever to to uh, represent what your community wanted, whatever to to you know happen, and they came back and they didn't do what they. Pledged to do well, they were right there, local and accessible. And so, you know, they, <laughs> yeah. they could count on somebody, you know, that they might come lynch them and drag them down the street and, and all that. So, <laughs> you know, that that you know, but but then I say, as technology got, you know, built up and they and you know, uh, uh, and there's all kinds of these eugenicists and and uh, you know globalist nationalist people that are you know pushing all these ideas throughout all Rockefeller, these times the rockefellers <laughs> yeah you know the rockefellers took over this the education system and they changed everything to you know like say teaching that pavlovian you know uh, instinct to to you know on demand starts alive salivating and and you know <laughs> and, and, and and that's that's what's happening over and over and over again and in uh 
And Rockefellers even had their hand in the uh, beginning of the medical establishment, too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. They took over all the education system. Basically, you know, they, they, you know they, there's, I'm sure Don Jeffries has probably written some stuff on that or whatever. Yeah. But the, uh, the uh, Rockefellers, medicine, rock, you know, that there's, you know, no question that, that there's an undue influence in this, in this, uh, system that that has nothing to do with any kind of natural rights and and so if they can convince you that your natural rights aren't important they can convince us that you know carbon is is the deadly thing when we live on a carbon-based planet everything (laughs) here is carbon-based i'm carbon-based you're carbon-based this can is carbon-based you know it's it's just insane, you know. I mean, you, you can look at there, there's the historical graphs where they graph the warming and and the, the cooling of the earth and the CO2 levels. And there's been times, many times throughout history, where it's been more CO2 and colder or hotter than it is now. But here in the media, you got the hottest record heat wave ever recorded, and it's just not true. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's not even yeah. true. It's just lying with statistics and 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 convincing people that that something's going on. Just like all this transphobic stuff, all this racism they say is going on. I live out here in this kind of small uh, community, and and uh, just the other day, this. Uh, 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 Black guy comes walking in and he's he's all got all white clothes on and he's got this big cane with a cobra on the top of it and dreads and and, and uh, he comes in and there's only like ten of us in there or whatever and and uh, I, I I turned around I talked to him he walked up and was asking what if if they have food anyway what I'm saying is it, and then there's uh, several gay guys that hang out in the bar there and and. Everyone gets along. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The, 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 the things they're saying that are happening with all this trans stuff and everything, it's only happening there on the TV. It's right. not really happening. And you're not saying it doesn't happen. You know, there are people that, you know, that, you know little kids went to the to the strip show. You know, I'm not saying that that stuff didn't happen per se. And, 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 and I'm, I'm quite but certain. It, it's, but it's not, it's not happening on every street corner like that right, media would have you believe. Right. They they want everybody to believe that it's that way everywhere. And like I said, there's nobody, you know, dragging black people behind their trucks or keeping them from coming to the bar or, or, or anything. Doesn't mean that there are people here that, that are, are, are racist, but it's not. I mean, nobody, you know, you cannot like somebody. That's fine. You know, you just but you still are required to treat them with the minimum of respect or yeah. just disassociate with them. You see what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, there, and then you there's got, a couple you people got... at the bar. I just don't, don't even talk to them. I, but I say hi. How you doing? But but yeah, you know, cool I don't even, I, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to flatten your tires or anything because I don't, you know, because you don't believe the way I believe or any of that. So you know, that's just they they create these stories and they have to put them on TV and run them over and run them over and over and again. How many times you see that plane hit the building? You know. Yeah. Which in my mind, that's all digital animations, apparently. I mean, you know, there ain't no way that a, that an aircraft slices through that building like a, a Wile E. Coyote cartoon character. And, and you know, I've studied the construction of the buildings, and, and I can guarantee you that, that, that there's no way that happened. 
uh, as it was presented on TV. <laughs> so. it, definitely, it definitely gives one of those cartoon outlines on the building, <laughs> you know, that that's reminded me just, of wildly coyote it, kind of thing. That's what I'm saying. It just melts right through the building. The, the, the wings, the, the entire wing slices through the building. There's no way. If you look at the construction of the World Trade Centers, that outer wall of the building were these giant panels that are like 40, 50 feet tall, maybe yeah. 30, you know, and then they're kind of uh, jigsaw shaped. You know, they have these interlocking sections that interlocked with the other ones on, on off angle, you know, uh, points. Meanwhile the, meanwhile, the plane is aluminum. <laughs> right, and and this and and the floor trusses and all the the yeah. the uh, concrete of the floors. Well, there's no way that that, a, that an airplane wing is going to slice through that inch and a half uh, steel uh, facade. You know, the the because the, the way the buildings were built, it was you know everything was built off of the interior uh, columns. The the uh, what what is the words for it? The core, you know, is like a figure eight shaped uh, setup of, of giant beams that were like four and a half feet, uh, four and a half feet wide yeah. by two and a half feet wide by eight inches thick box beams that started eight floors down and gradually tapered to the top, and and then everything was built off of that, you know, with the outside walls uh, being uh, connected. Just by that, and, and the architects that created it at the time, you know, studied, you know, they knew about planes could crash into it during a storm or whatever. And, and you know, they, it they designed to be like a, a pencil going through mosquito netting. Exactly. Exactly. It could take the impacts of multiple airliners at the same time. And at the time, it was a 707 was the biggest uh, back in 73, I guess. And that's what they had in mind at the time. But um, basically what you just said, it was supposed to be like, you know, basically going through like a pencil through mosquito netting. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, the, you know, they said that you could take out all of the, the uh, supports at the, at the bottom along one whole side of the building at that ground level. And it would still be able to withstand hurricane force winds, you know, without falling over, collapsing or anything. And so, you know, the, the, the robustness of that structure just, you know, it, once, and I've worked in construction, building refineries and stuff like that. So I probably have a little better understanding of the dynamics of steel, you know, strength and, you know, than, than maybe just the average person that would just right. assume, you know, okay, no, you know, that, you know, okay, that happened, you know, but, you know, that, you know, get, getting back to the anarchy thing. <laughs> no, that was a good side. No, that's a good side side note out there, just because uh, you know, there's a lot of fishiness with Boston and 9/11, and uh, you know, maybe maybe the concept and the principles of anarchy would be you know, not maybe, but they would definitely be better than uh, the system of government we had during the Boston bombing and the events of September 11, 2001. Right, and, and you know, going back to the the Constitution, and, and in my opinion, the anarchist uh, point of view basically expressed there in, in the in the their the realization that they didn't believe in a standing army. At least the you know the, the good ones didn't, <laughs> you know, because you 
though they knew that if you're going to have a standing army, then the army got to have somebody to fight. And, you know, they're, 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 you know, they're, and this is what all this is about now, this Ukraine and everything. And I know there's people that, you know, want to just get caught up in the nationalistic, you know, aspects of it and just look at it that way or whatever. But, you know, under the principle, like I said, that, that, that we didn't want to, we were isolationist in the beginning to whatever degree, you know, and, and uh, yeah, we're supposed we, to be. We, we, we didn't. And, and they started back in the in the 1700s, uh, uh, you know, telling us that if we that we had to go and fight the Muslims there because if we don't fight them there, we'll be fighting them here. They were saying that back then. They're using that same mantra, you know, back then when they just had ships and and cannons and stuff, you know. <laughs> and and obviously, the the Muslims have never invaded, and you know, the whole. The, the, um, America, you know, probably why the, the British decided to, you know, set this up as their, you know, uh, uh, proxy uh, 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 Rome. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, it's because we we have this. It, it's very it'd be very hard for any country on the planet to ever invade America. You know, it, it, it's it's thousands and thousands of miles away from it, it, you know any any country. Uh, 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 Japan could have never, you know, uh, uh, wrangled up enough ships to to conquer America. They they were basically just defending themselves. Uh, hold on a second here, my got an alarm going off, and I can't figure out how to turn it off. There it is. Can you hear it? <laughs> no, okay. no, no, no. Yeah, okay, it was going off in my ear. <laughs> but uh, but where was I at? The, uh, yeah, but we were isolationists, and that we were supposed to yeah. mind our own business. Right, and, and so like I was saying, there, 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 you know, what are, does anybody really? And I've had, had this conversation with military people. San Antonio's military city, USA. I, I uh, uh, talk to people all the time, and you'd be surprised how many veterans that agree with me on most everything I'm saying that they know that what they were sent to Afghanistan, for instance, you know, was was a scam that. You, you know, I, I point out stuff, and they say, "Well, you know, we were guarding the poppy fields." You know, that that is kind of funny. That to do there. And so they they've convinced everyone this is just the new neo colonialism under the guise of freedom and democracy in order to go in. And, and look, you know, many, many people can understand this now. It, 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 it's all about you know controlling those resources, but they've convinced the people in the government that are in in control of these uh, 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 departments and councils and all that, that there's this, you know, intrinsic threat. And so we have to be ever vigilant because if not, they're going to come and, and destroy us. But it, it, it's, it's A, not likely. And then B, it's like, you know, in the, in the Max Egan little clip thing that I've sent to Chuck and other people, it's like, yeah. you know, do, does anybody think that, that everybody in Iran wants to go to war with America? No, the most of the you know most of the people in in Russia did, didn't want to go to war with Ukraine, you know. But yeah. the media puts all this out and they push this, and if you don't go along with it, then you get attacked and you're unpatriotic and you know. Uh, uh, it's uh, like the war, the war on terror. I remember all that. Right. Yeah, all you can't win a, You can't. You can't have a war on a, on an ideal. You know, yeah. I mean, and then the word terrorism comes from the government, comes from the the reign of terror. 
that you know all all terrorism basically is from government that governments are you know that that's the 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 uh uh, way that they control the population through terror, and it, and it falls in with all these, you know, drills, the the, the Boston bombing, all that. It, it, they're they're false flag terror. Well, terror. You got they, you they, got op, you got the Gladio thing from Italy, Operation Gladio. And that was the strategy of tension. Right, and, and so like I'm saying, you know, the back in night, and I, I brought up. Uh, Smedley Butler several times, and last time I did, and Jimmy James uh, says, uh, responds at some point, well, Smedley Butler was an isolationist. And I'm like, wow, okay. You know, I'll give you that. But everything he said was true. You know, that he was just a muscle man for the, for the military-industrial complex. And, yeah, and he yeah. understood that, that he wasn't there, you know, uh, representing any, you know, uh, idealistic version of democracy and freedom. He was there to control the resources for Brown. And, yeah, he, and, yeah and, and, he was there to represent the United Fruit Corp, right? Right, right. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So, you know, there, uh, I, I, you know and, and, and the point wasn't so after World War One. Another thing that he was involved with was they, they all the, the soldiers were camped out on the White House lawn because they hadn't been paid because most of them didn't want to go to that damn war in the first place. That's right. And then now they got back and had to suffer and sacrifice and they ain't getting their money. And they're ready to, to storm the Capitol and kill them suckers. They, you know, talk about a, 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 a January talk about a resurrection of a, a, insurrection. A, yeah. Insurrection. I mean, <laughs> maybe we need to resurrect General Smuddy Butler. But, war, uh, war is a racket, folks. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I'm saying. There's, that was expressed in, in clear and, and simple language by a guy that should have known. So you either got to believe that he was just trying to get attention or he was telling the truth, you know. And he died in a weird way, too. <laughs> Did he? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. How he died. No, nah, qu- there's qu- still questions surrounding his uh, his death. That's something I got to want to do a special on at some point. That and the um, the Wall Street plot. Um, you know, where they the business plot. It was the, the business, business plot. plot. That's right. That, that's yeah. what I was saying. Then they, they came to him and wanted him to lead a, an insurrection against the government, which I'm sure they were going to set him up. You know, that this would, that was what it was all about. They were trying to set him up to where then they could say he was the enemy. And, you know, you follow. I mean, that's my. That's yeah. My and basically, basically, they were saying that he was going to be you know, the dictator that they installed, you know. Yeah. Into that, the that's what, yeah. But, but, you know, they were able to just, uh, you know, poo-poo it in the court and say, oh, well, you know, it's just a bunch of drunk guys talking at a party, man. They weren't serious. That's right. When the, they, mean, had they, were, they had commissions and everything, yeah. And they went to the, <laughs> the way. Famous commissions, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I want to, you know, when are we we're done at 6.30? When, when are we done? Yeah, no, 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 that's that's cool. Just, uh, yeah, tell everyone um, – are you on Twitter or on social media? You, you no, know? I was just asking how, how I wanted to read something from the Lucy Parsons oh, lecture. Yeah, um, Chuck, yeah Chuck, how, Chuck, how are we doing for time? Yeah, whatever, man. You're you're on your time, so you're good. Okay. Yeah, the yeah, floor is yours, man. Well, I just, I just want to read, and I've, I've passed this uh, lecture 
around to all kinds of people and and there, I'm sure there's lots of you know other people that that are just as uh, 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 not uh, relevant in in, in the, the world of anarchism because like I said I'm not really an expert on it it's just something that resonates with me I've had this kind of this is been my nature, you know, yeah. way before I even knew what anarchy was, you know, I've been an anarchist. And, and so in 1905, and this was after the, the, the Haymarket riots and, and uh, the, the Albert Parsons, her husband, was the leader of the International Workers Union, or I believe is what it was called or something at the time. But anyway, he's he's one of the people that was started that was real active and, and prominent in the labor movement then. And, and uh, their organization, I believe, was the responsible for getting the eight hour work day, you know, passed and, and uh, you know, getting child labor out of the factories and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there, there was... Uh, and so anyway, he got uh, killed. They, the the Haymarket riot. I'm sure some people are you know familiar with it. Whatever they were having a meeting, and and the meeting was actually breaking up and and already pretty much over, and everybody was leaving. And then all of a sudden, all these cops show up and start corralling them. And at some point, somebody throws a bomb, and and the cops, five cops died or whatever. So yeah. they, in my mind, I'm, I'm fairly certain that was the false flag. You know, some some you know. Uh, uh, what do you call it, like covert agent or, you know, whatever. Agent Provocateur. Agent Provocateur yeah. was the word I was looking for. You know, made that happen. So anyway, they ended up holding the trial and they hung him and like five or six of his buddies. And he wasn't even at the the, the market when it happened and stuff. And uh, in a nutshell, right after that, when they're waiting to go to trial, they uh, – took Lucy Parsons and her two children. One was like a few months old and the other one was like five or six or four or something. And, and uh, they, they held them in a, in a jail cell naked. They, they put this woman and her children in a, a jail cell for like a week or something and kept them there naked because they didn't want her to get out and, and be, uh, you know, uh, uh, riling up the, the uh, protesters because the FBI, the FBI, guy is quoted as saying she was more dangerous than a thousand armed protesters talking about her ideology and her ability to to uh, uh, communicate you know her ideals and stuff so i just want to read like the first couple of the paragraphs of that and it's about a 15 20 minute read to read the whole thing but uh in this paragraph you see i i to me, this just resonates with, with everything that's going on today still and has is, and is actually gotten even worse than it was then. But, you know, back then there was a whole lot more people that were aware of who the enemy was. Like I said, they, they had less allegiance to any, you know, party of the government or, or you yeah. know, dictates that they, they did. You know, of course, back then they didn't have air conditioning and YouTube and, and uh, Xbox, you know, so <laughs> it, it, it was yeah. easier for them. It, it was easier for them to get a little upset, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, no distractions. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so this is after all that in 1905 when she wrote this because she still continued to go around, you know, promoting anarchy and stuff. And then apparently she at some point kind of gave up on anarchy because it, it kind of died. And, but she continued on with like Mother Jones and uh, 
the, uh, the what they called back then the communist party, which yeah, the way that they twisted the different understanding of what communism means, and I'm not even going to you know debate that what what he's talking. That is basically the communism that he, they're talking about, but that's not what. Kind of like how people get uh, the definition of fascism mixed up today, too. <laughs> yeah, we had that discussion last week too. <laughs> but anyway, that's Hey, Chris, are you are you hearing a bit of problem with Vance's connection? Yeah. All right. You know what we're going to do? We're, we're going to go to a quick break and then come right back to Vance. We're going to reconnect him a different way. All right. So we'll be right back on Get Mad with Chris Graves, Ocelli.com. to get mad and we're just continuing with vance aka vanarchy he's about to read us a piece right now the floor is yours sir all right uh, lucy parsons the principle of anarchism i had to clear my throat real quick okay principles of anarchism a lecture by lucy parsons Comrades and friends, I think I cannot open my address more appropriately than by stating my experience and my long connection with the reform movement. It was during the Great Railroad Strike of 1877 that I first became interested in what is known as the labor question. I then thought, as many thousands of earnest, sincere people think, that the aggregate power operating in human society known as government could be made an instrument in the hands of the oppressed to alleviate their sufferings. But a closer study of the origin, history, and tendency of governments convinced me that this was a mistake. I came to understand how organized governments used their concentrated power to retard progress by their ever-ready means of silencing the voice of discontent if raised in vigorous protest against the machinations of the scheming few, who always did, always will, and always must rule in the councils of nations where majority rule is recognized as the only means of adjusting the affairs of the people. I came to understand that such concentrated power can be always wielded in the interest of the few and at the expense of the many. Government in its last analysis is this power reduced to a science. Governments never lead, they follow progress. When the prison stake or scaffold can no longer silence the voice of the protesting minority, progress moves on a step, but not until then. I will state this contention in another way. I learned by close study that it made no difference what fair promises a political party out of power might make to the people in order to secure their confidence. When once securely established in control of the affairs of society, that they were after all but after all but human with all the human attribute, attributes of the politician. Among these are first, to remain in power at all hazards, if not individually, then those holding essentially the same views as the administration must be kept in control. Second, in order to keep in power, 
it is necessary to build up a powerful machine, one strong enough to crush all opposition and silence all vigorous murmurs of discontent, or the party machine might be smashed and the party thereby lose control. When I came to realize the faults, failings, shortcomings, aspirations, and ambitions of fallible man, I concluded that it would not be the safest nor best polity for society as a whole to entrust the management of all of its affairs with all their manifold deviations and ramifications in the hands of finite man, to be managed by the party which happened to come into power and therefore was the majority party. Nor did it then, nor does it now make one particle of difference to me what a party out of power may promise. It does not tend to allay my fears of a party when entrenched and securely seated in power. What a party might, when in it, I'm sorry, does not tend to allay my fears of a party when entrenched and securely seated in power might do to crush opposition and silence the voice of the minority and thus retard the onward step of progress. My mind is appalled at the thought of a political party having control of all the details that go into this up to some total of our lives. That think of it for an instant, that the party in power shall have all authority to dictate the kind of books that shall be used in our schools, our universities, government officials, editing, printing, and circulating our literature, histories, magazines, and press, to say nothing of the thousand and one activities of life that a people engage in in a civilized society. To my mind, the struggle for liberty is too great, and the few steps we have gained have been one at too great a sacrifice for the great mass of the people of this 20th century to consent to turn over to any political party the management of our social and industrial affairs. For all who are at this, at, at, for all who are at all familiar with the history, know that men will abuse power when they possess it. For these and other reasons, I, after careful study and not through sentiment, turned with sincere, earnest political socialists to the non-political phase of socialism, anarchism, because in the in this philosophy, I believe I can find the proper conditions for the fullest development of the individual units in society, which can never be the case under government restrictions. The philosophy of anarchism is included in the word liberty, yet it is comprehensive enough to include all things else that are conducive to progress. No barriers to human progression, to thought, or investigation are placed by anarchism. Nothing is considered so true or so certain that future discoveries may not prove it false. Therefore, it has but one infallible and changeable motto, freedom. Freedom to discover any truth, freedom to develop, to live naturally and fully. Other schools of thought are composed of crystallized ideas, principles that are caught and impaled between the planks of long platforms and considered too sacred to be disturbed by a closer investigation. In all other issues, there is always a limit, some imaginary boundary line beyond which the searching mind dare not penetrate, lest some pet idea melt into myth. But anarchism is, this, is the usher of science, the master of ceremonies to all forms of truth. It would remove all barriers between the human being and natural development from the natural resources of the earth, all artificial restrictions, all artificial restrictions that the body might be nurtured and from universal health, all bars of prejudice and superstition that the mind may develop symmetrically. Anarchists know that a long period of education must precede any great fundamental change in the society, 
Hence, they do not believe in vote begging nor political campaigns, but rather in the development of self-thinking individuals. We look away from government for relief because we know that force legalized invades the personal liberty of man, seizes upon the natural elements, and intervenes between man and natural laws. From this exercise of force through governments flows nearly all the misery, poverty, crime, and confusion existing in society. So I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> so if that doesn't really kind of sum up everything that's going on now, and, much, and yeah. if, it, if they, they pretty much got it down to a science now, and people are even easier to control and to intimidate, you know, and, and uh, this so, is so dumbed that, down that's, now. Yeah. So I mean, that goes on for a, a, a long, a long time. <laughs> Lots of other good stuff in there, so I'll and she, the link. And, w- and she ended up, um, you said earlier, she kind of abandoned, uh, she kind of moved up, moved on from the anarchist uh, philosophy, like later well, on. I, I don't think, you know, the, the way they portrayed it and the, uh, you know, at the time, you know, her distractors, you know. Oh, yeah, she, yeah. There, there was a... a uh, Another anarchist type woman, I can't remember her name right now, that she, uh, was it Emma Goldman? Uh, I think. And um, they kind of had, you know, disagreements and stuff. And then at, at some point, uh, uh, she was, she, she kind of switched over to, she was quoted as saying that anarchism is dead in America now. You know, she, just like any political movements as they go, you know, I'm sure they pressured yeah. her, and, you know, and, and she just, and she wasn't really making the, any uh, uh, headway that she uh, expected to. And, and then as this, uh, what the, the uh, Mother Jones and that, that group was, you know they were calling themselves communists you know and uh, yeah. but they were they were actually having you know people were showing up at their stuff now so she you know went where the where where the market was you know so i don't think she ever necessarily quit being an anarchist she just you know went over to the next platform where she could you know keep she could be heard you know, put, yeah. putting the twin on it or whatever and then then just like you know like all these people you know she died you know uh after her husband got killed and all that, she ended up remarrying, I think, once or twice. And and uh, at, when she died, her husband at the time, I forget his name, was he was out at the bar and uh, the house caught on fire and she burned to death, you know, in the oh. bed. <laughs> and, oh <my> uh, <laughs> and no, no, nobody said anything about it was, you know, done on purpose, to, you know, because you know, it was pretty easy to catch a house on fire back then or whatever, you know, just knock a lamp over or whatever. That's but, true. Yeah, that's true. But, but you know, I, I, you wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they, you know, obviously they were watching her all the time everywhere she went. She even went to England one time and did a bunch of lectures over there and stuff. And, you know, they were following her everywhere and people looked and she was hiding out and, uh, you know, People that nobody knew how knew, uh, you know, were moving around, like keeping her away. Yeah, Yeah. they couldn't find her. So I I would be surprised if it wasn't that you know somebody went in there and put some some gas in the room, you know, whatever, you knocked her, you know, and then started the the house on fire and left. You know, it'd be pretty easy. So uh, (laughs) yeah, uh, you know, it's a good cover. You know, hey. 
these things happen. But, but at any rate, you know, like I was trying to demonstrate in my mind that, you know, people were much more open to that type of ideology. And and, and I don't know anybody that, that could read that, that, you know, can, can kind of relate to that. Or, you know, it's like, you know, can yeah. you not see that's something that is legitimately a concern and a, and a legitimate point of view and, and an ideology to, you know, because we, we, I believe that we can have a government that is based in that principle, that it isn't yeah. there to enforce the rules of the corporate masters and to, to, to benefit the industrial military complex and the industrial education, to, and, you know, that that's not what they're supposed to do. You know that 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 you know that that was uh, you know one of the whole intents was to keep the the you know in my mind it's who who owns the earth you yeah. know does does the guy does the guy with the most money own the earth and the resources and and you know is it is it true that the king owns all the trees and all the forests and you got to have his permission to you know to to you know pick up some firewood and you know <laughs> shoot a deer. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. no, you know, those are th- those are what I call common wealth. That's common wealth. That's that's common resources, the Native Americans. And even, you know, we've been talking a lot about the the, the uh, Australian situation over there recently. And, you know, it's the same thing. Those people, they didn't really have a concept of, of owning the land. You know, right. they, they knew they were just occupying it and it was it was a gift. And, and something to, you know, cherish and share. And, of course, they had disputes and, and, and you know, that kind of thing. But, see, we're not in that situation anymore. We have the technology now to feed everybody on the planet Earth. We can, you know, make more cars than we can drive. We can build more houses than we can live in, you know. But for some reason, <laughs> we're still here fighting over it all, you yeah, know. Fighting fight over and, the scraps. <laughs> And, and and that's what I'm saying. So you know, even like in Australia, in Alaska, the all the citizens of Alaska get a get a royalty check from the from the oil companies because they're taking their common natural resource and profiting from it. Really? So, so in, yeah. Oh yeah, wow! Ain't much. They're they're getting screwed. You know they. You know, right. They, yeah. they, you know, they give them twelve hundred bucks a year or a month or yeah, I don't even remember now what the, you know how they how often they pay it out or whatever. And and it, I'm sure it's you know just it's almost a, like one of those you know, COVID payouts. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a fraction of the in yeah. the bucket of, of what they're actually getting. But but that's not an uncommon. You know, that's something that is actually you know wow. idealized. You know, realized there. But, you know, so why aren't we all getting checks from the oil companies? And and that's when, you know, if we're going to have a system, if we're going to live in a society that, you know, you got a, a, a two million population city like San Antonio, well, you know, you got to have roads and, you know, pavement and, and, and uh, uh, your power lines and, and, and sewage and, you know, all those things need to be done. And right. so obviously there ain't nobody just going to volunteer to pay for it, you know, <laughs> on their, on their own. Yeah. And so that's something that we do collectively. And those are, those are civil, you know, things. It's like a, 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 you have the co-op, you know, like we have yeah. the Medina County electric co-op. Well, that's, you know, all electric, you know, and so it doesn't have to be run to make profit for stockholders because we're the stockholders. 
You know, right. uh, the people using it are the stockholders, and so the people that are building it deserve to get paid, and they get you know what they need to get paid, and 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 uh, et cetera. But but if they're going to make profit, well, you know. That has to be controlled. You follow what I'm saying? You know, we can't oh, have, you know, yeah. and this is what we got now. We got six corporations that basically own everything. Yeah. You know? And they're not in competition with each other. They're all buddies. You know, the stock market is apparently, from what I understand, like 85% of the wealth that is, you know, the the national, uh, the, the gross national product, or however you want to look at it, is is owned by th- those are it's what they call business stocks or whatever. They're not even traded on the on the market. Right. You know, they they, they give everybody fifteen percent to 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 piss around with, and then they can crash that at any time and make money off of letting them. You know, it's like I said, they'll let you make a couple of million on Bitcoin, but sooner or later they're going to turn the power off, and you ain't going to get no Bitcoin. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, so yeah. you know that's that's what I'm saying. I, I I believe that it is, you know, with that type of uh, understanding, as opposed to this infantilized, uh, 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 sheepish, you know, uh, uh, understanding. And and I understand how we've got this because everybody's so mesmerized. I mean, they they start you out in school with the football and the, you know, and 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 keep you all distracted that's the you know just like say it's a roman bread and circus it's just it's just all the same distraction and 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 uh the the uh yeah uh, keep you going and, and they're just they're, they're getting wealthy honestly even in the in the the bread and circus well you got free bread and free grog you know now it costs you you know 12 bucks for a hot dog and you know 15 for a beer you know <laughs> so yeah. So there, there is, a, you know, there is a way that it can be done. But, you, you know, in order to change reality, you have to per- change your perception of reality is the way that I've learned to to uh, understand it nowadays. And so that's the that's the fundamental key is to for us to change our perception of reality. And, and I think, you know, that is something that I try to do. That's the way that I try to approach people when I'm when I'm. You know, trying to to uh, uh, make people think. I mean, it's, it's like I say, I'm not an expert on anything. I don't know exactly how to fix it, but I know it's possible. You know, possible. And it's not that it's not that hard to. It, it seemed like it'd be a whole lot easier to do it the other way than it is this way. <laughs> exactly, and you cited some good examples of that right now. So anyway, Vance, it, this, has been, this has been awesome, and uh, I can't wait to talk to you again. And, um, yeah, no, thank you for sharing all that. Well, I appreciate you talking. And, and like I say, I, it, I, I think that us talking to, to individuals uh, privately, you know, like I said, it took me a while to get any, a lot of the people that, I, that, that, uh, uh, are my friends and, and acquaintances and associates. And at first they, they didn't want to really hear any of this, but you know, they're, they're all, I, I, Regularly, people come up and like, "How are you doing?" Well, you need to. They 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 appreciate what I you know. They 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 say that I you know I I used to you know just not even think about it, but now you know it, it, on all kinds of levels you know. And so we have to we have to encourage each other individually because they're not just going to come out and change the the dynamic on their own accord. You know, oh, so, no. so the, the 
the the more that we can you know on on just base levels you know I, I I don't try to get into fundamentals but I just question the basic principles of you know like well you know how is it you know do you really think that Syria could ever be a major threat to the United States? You know, they, they they don't have aircraft carriers and and intercontinental ballistic missiles, and you know they they could never come all the way across the ocean and invade America and conquer us. You know, it's just it's it's laughable to think about this type. They've been telling us for over thirty years that Iran's a year and a half away from a nuclear weapon, but we're the only ones that ever nuked anybody. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. So uh, well, anyway, yeah, yeah, it was it was great, and I look forward to next time. Yeah, do you, um, are you on social media? Uh, if you people wanted to uh, email you or anything like that, or no, nah, I don't do any of that. Like I said, I'm just a I'm just a redneck Socrates trying to get people to think a little bit, and you know, I, I ain't looking to get famous, or and and I don't even you know claim to be any kind of expert in anything, but I'm. Fairly certain that that uh, this system is a scam and it needs to stop. Yeah, no, I agree with you, my friend. All right, everyone, and uh, till we uh, till we meet again.